With Hashem's assistance, we are learning by Bakama Daflam Adalid, page 34. We begin six lines in, Tanar Rabbanan. We learned on a Brisa, Shor Shavamasayim, if you have an ox which is worth 200, Shinogach Shor Shavamasayim, which gores through an ox which is worth 200, Vachavol Babachamishim Zuz, and the damage that it caused was 50 Zuz. Vishavach Vaomad Al Arameh Zuz, the animal that got damaged, however, uh, subsequently went up in value. If not for the fact that it had gotten damaged, it would have gone up to 800, but it only went up to 400. So now, so what can the person say who caused the damage? You can say, listen, the damage that I caused, it was it went down to 150, but now it's worth 400. So really, there's no damage. What do I have to pay you? No, he gives the damage according to the original damage that was caused. The original damage was 50. So if it was a Tom, he pays 25. If it was a Muad, he pays 50. Kichish, let's say the animal went down in value. So if the animal that got damaged went down in value subsequently after the original damage, so the way that you determine how much he pays is based on how much the animal has gone down in value by the time they get to court. And the reason, as Arsh explains, and the Gemara is going to explain at the end, is because he can always say to him, the, the horns of your animal got buried in my animal. They're still there. And the fact that it went down in value was a continuation of the original nezik of the original damage. Shavach Mazik, let's say the animal that caused the damage went up in value. So we're going to have a discussion now. It's going to have to do with the fact that do we consider it that the person who got damaged, he's now a partner in the animal that caused the damage or not. So if it went up in value, so we don't consider it that he's a partner now in the animal. He gives the original damage that he caused, meaning let's say he caused a damage of 50 and he has to pay half of that, which is 25. That's an eighth. 25 is an eighth of the full value of the animal that caused damage originally. It was originally worth 200, so 25 is an eighth of 200. Now it's worth 400, so he only still gives 25, even though the, the animal has doubled, so theoretically we could think you give 50. No, you don't give 50, you give 25. Kichesh, let's say the animal that caused the damage went down in value. Kishasemadabadim. So he actually loses out here. We're going to need to understand what the explanation of this is. But over here we see that in fact he loses out. He has an eighth in the animal originally. And then when it gets, let's say it goes down to being worth 100. So an eighth of 100 is 12 and a half. So all the person who gets damaged is going to get is going to be 12 and a half. Amarmar. So we just said, Shevech Mazik Noisim Kishasanezek. That if it goes up in value, so all you give is the original value, money. So who is this like? Rabbi Shmali. It's like Bishmodamar Balchavu Vizuzin Demasikle. That is considered a person who owes money and just has to give him money, but they're not considered partners in the animal that caused damage. Because we see that he doesn't get the higher amount. If it goes up in value, Ema Seva, what does it say in the end? Kichesh, if it went down in value, Kishasamad Abedin. Then you go by the value it's worth now as they're standing in court. Asan Rabikiva, so that comes out like Rabikiva, Damar Shutfeininu, that they're considered partners in it. Rishi Rishmal Vazir Rabikiva, could it be that the first part is Rabishmal and the second part is Rabikiva? Can't be. Like the Gemara says, no. Kula Rabikiva, the entire thing is Rabikiva, who considers it that there are in fact partners. So then why in the first case does he not get the higher amount? And what are we dealing with over here? Kishapitmai, where he invested the person whose animal it is, who was the mazik, the one who caused the damage, so he, so he invested in fattening up the animal, and that's why it went up in value. So therefore, all that has gone up in value is only retained by the mazik, the one who caused the damage. And the person who's the nizak, the one who got damaged, even though he's now a partner in a certain sense in the animal, nevertheless, he doesn't get anything in the, of the value of it, that it went up in value. So the Gemara says, if that's the case, where it was fattened up, so then we're going to have a problem.
I mean, if the case that it goes up in value is because of fattening, someone invested in it, so we're going to have difficulty with the first part of the b'risa. Amoresha, it says in the beginning, If the animal that got damaged went up to in value, and now it's worth 400, So he gives him according to the original value that he caused it to, to be damaged. Now, So if the reason it went up in value is because the person who got damaged invested in fattening up his animal, do we have to say? Of course. Of course the guy who caused the damage, he has nothing to say. What's he going to say? He's going to say, oh, your animal went up in value. Now it's not worth 150. It's worth 400. So what do I have to pay you? What do you mean? The whole reason it went up in value is because this guy invested in it. It's not like it even happened on its own. So what's the chiddish? What would be necessary for us to say that he gives according to the original value? Of course. We consider the first case is talking about whether the person had fattened it up or it had gone up in value on its own. And therefore the chiddush would be, the novelty would be for the case, that where it went up in value on its own, so he gives him according to the original value. So even though the guy could theoretically say, listen, I caused you a damage, but the damage is missing, because now it's worth more. It's worth 400, and when I, when I damaged it, it was worth 150. So in that case, when it's gone up on its own in value, so even in that case, he can't say that I'm not going to give you money, he has to pay him according to the original damage. But in the second part, so the only possible that we can talk about that the Nizak, the person who got damaged, is not going to take part in the animal that he's now a partner in. He's not going to get the fact that it went up in value. He's not going to benefit from that. It's only in a case where the person who caused the damage fattened it up. Now the Gemara goes back to a previous case in the Bryce. It says, We said when the animal that got damaged went down in value, so you go by the current value, the current loss. So now the Gemara wants to know, why is it that it went down in value? If you want to say that the reason it went down in value is because it, that the owner, the Nizak, the person who got damaged, worked his animal, and that's why it went down in value. So then the person who caused the damage should say to him, You made it go down in value, I'm going to pay for that? So Ravashi says, The reason it went down in value is because of the original wound that was inflicted by the person who caused the damage, the Amarle, because the person who got damaged can say, That the horn of your animal, of your ox, is embedded or buried in my animal. And that's why it's gone down in value more. So despite the fact that originally the damage may have been, let's say, 50, and now when you're getting to court, it's worth, if the damage is 100, the animal has gone down so much in value, since it's a result of the original damage, so the person who caused the damage is going to have to pay for that. Now we begin the Mishnah. If you have an ox worth 200, that gores through an ox worth 200, and the animal gets killed, and there's no value to the dead carcass. Oh, Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says, About this, the verse says, they shall sell the animal that's still alive, meaning the animal that caused the damage, and they shall split up the money. So the damage was 200. He has to pay half. So he pays half of the value of the animal that caused the damage, which is 100. Amr later Yehuda, so Yehuda says to him, V'chein halacha, true, what you said in halacha, that is fact. Ki yamta You have fulfilled the part of the verse that says that you that you sell the animal that's still alive and then you split up the money. But like, ki yamta But you forgot about the second part of the verse, which says that they split up the dead carcass. So if your case is correct, if that's what the verse is talking about, there's no splitting up the, the dead carcass. The dead carcass doesn't have any value. V'ezah says, so what's the verse talking about? Shoshav masayim, shenagach shoshav an ox worth 200, that gores were an ox worth 200, and the animal had died, so it still has value, the carcass has a value of 50 zoos. 
chatzia chai vechatzia meis. Each one takes half of the live one and half of the dead one. The both the mazik and the nizik, the one who caused the damage, the one who got damaged, take half of each. So now, when we look at the person who got damaged, what was his damage? The damage was 150. It was originally worth 200, it went down to 50. So the damage was 150. So how much is he going to get? He's only going to get 75 beyond his 50. That's 125. So how do we split it up according to Rabbi Huda? So he gets half of the dead carcass, which is 25, and half of the animal which is alive, which is 100. So he ends up with 125. Now we begin the Gemara. Tanarabon, the Bryce says, Shorshav Masaim, Shinogach Shorshav Masaim, if you have an animal, which is worth 200, that goes through an animal worth 200, Vanavela Yafachamishim Zuz, and the dead carcass is worth 50, so it's gone down 150. So the Mazik, the one who caused the damage, takes half of the animal which is alive, half of the animal which is dead, and the person who got damage takes half of the animal which is alive, half of the animal which is dead. So Rabbi Huda says, this is what the Torah is talking about when it speaks about the ox that kills another ox. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, "In zehu shor This is not what the Torah is talking about when it talks about the ox. Ela shor shav masayim shenagach l'shor shav masayim. Rather, it's talking about an ox which was worth two hundred. That gourd an ox which was worth two hundred. Vein on avelia faklum, and the carcass doesn't have any value. Al zeneh maru machras hashorachai v'chitzvotz kasboi. In such a case, as it say, they sell the live animal. They split up the value of the live animal. El amani mekayim v'gamas hamisya chatzun. So Rabbi Meir addresses the question of Rabbi Huda and says, well, "How do I fulfill that which the verse says?" That they also split up the dead, the dead carcass, the dead animal. They figure out how much the animal that got killed has gone down in value now that it's dead, and they split up that value in the animal which is alive. And I think what according to Rabbi Meir, in other words, if you only had the first part of the verse, you might have thought, hey, maybe uh, you get even more. Let's say the the damage was caused to an animal which is of a lower value. Let's say the damage was only fifty. And the animal that caused the damage is worth 200, and half of that animal is 100. So you might think that you even get more of the person who got damaged, even more than half. So that's what it's coming to say, that no, you figure out how much the animal that got killed was worth before, how much it's worth now, and they split up the amount of value that was caused the damage, and that's how much the person who caused the damage has to pay from his animal, from half of his animal. And the Gemara says, Michti. Let's evaluate things. Bein Rabbi Meir, Bein Rabbi Yehuda, whether we're talking about a coin to Rabbi Meir or Rabbi Yehuda, in a case where you have an animal, an ox, which was worth 200, that damaged an ox, which was worth 200, the dead body is worth 50. So the value that it's gone down is 150. Whether you're talking about a coin to Rabbi Meir, who says that the animal that's alive is all that's split up, so that means that each one gets 75 from the animal that got, that's still alive. The person who got damaged ends up with the 50 of the carcass, so he gets 125. And whether we're talking about a coin to Rabbi Yehuda, so a coin to Rabbi Yehuda, so they split up both. So still, the person who got damaged ends up with 125. Maybe now, what's the difference between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda? Amarava, so Rabbi says, Pchas the difference is going to be in a case where the carcass, the dead carcass, goes down in value. Rabbi Meir, according to Rabbi Meir, so only one who now owns the carcass is the person who got damaged. So therefore, the value that it goes down from the time the damage happens until the time that they're in court, that's the problem of the nizik of the person who got damaged. Rabbi Huda, so Rabbi Huda holds, that since now the mazik, the one who caused the damage, is now a partner in the carcass, so he also loses out in half of whatever the animal, the carcass, goes down in value. Amrle Abayis Abayis says, Im Kain. So if that's true, Matzinu Lerb Yehuda, comes out according to Lerb Yehuda, onto the top of Lamdala, my base page 34b, 
tam chamer mimuad. That there's a stringency of a tam, of a tame animal, over a muad, over a wild animal. And what's the stringency? The stringency is, that in regards to a muad, an animal that has is wild, it's already gored three times, and now it kills an animal. So the dead carcass has to be dealt with completely by the nizak, by the person who got damaged. But according to what Rabbi Huda is saying over here, by a tam, a tame animal, that causes damage, so then half of the responsibility to deal with the dead carcass is upon the person who caused the damage. So that would come out that there's a stringency in the case of a tame animal. And if you want to say, that in fact we can have a stringency of a tam, of a tame animal, over a muad, a wild animal, as we have in the Mishnah. Yehuda says, that in a case, we find that there's a, there is a stringency in a case where a tam was not properly watched, it was watched in a very weak way, there's an obligation for the owner to pay. But a muad, if you have an animal which is a wild animal that was watched in a weak way, there is no obligation to pay. So we already see that Rabbi says elsewhere that you can have a stringency of a tame animal over a wild animal. Emer the Shamas later Yehuda. No, the Gemara says, when does a Yehuda say that there's such a stringency? Lenin Shmira. That's only in regards to watching the animal, the Ksivi Kroy. Because there are special verses that teach us that, as the Gemara is going to explain later on, Lenin Tashlumen. But when we're talking about payment, which is our case, Mishamisle, to ever hear that there's a Chumra, that there's a stringency of a Tam, of a tame animal over a wood, Vahatanya, we have a Brisa that's very clear that Yehuda is going to say that in fact we never have a stringency of a tame animal over a wild animal. Rabbi Yehuda, I mean, Rabbi Yehuda says, You might think that if we have an ox, which is worth a hundred zoos, that gored an ox, which is worth five sela, which five sela, every sela, you multiply by four, is worth four zoos. So you have an ox, which is worth a hundred, that gores an ox, which is worth twenty. And the dead carcass is worth one sela, which is four zoos. So each one takes half. You might think that what happens, that the person who caused the damage takes half of each. And the person who got damage takes half of each. So what happens? So what's the amount of damage? The amount of damage is 16 zoos. It's gone down from 20 to be worth 4. So, but uh, how much is the animal that caused the damage worth? It's worth 100. So when he takes half the guy who got damaged, he ends up with half of the animal that caused damage, which is 50. And half of the animal that's that's the dead carcass, which is 4, which is half of that is 2. So he ends up with 52 of the guy who got damaged. How much was the damage? 16. So he's ending up with a lot more than half the damage. In fact, he's ending up with more than he originally had. So Amris, so we said, Chimud, Lama Yotza, Lahachmir, Love, or Lahakal, Love. When it becomes an animal which has, which is wild. So is it coming? When we say that it has a status of being wild, is that coming to be stringent or is it coming to be lenient? Heavy armor, lahachmer love. So we would say that when it reaches a status, when it's done it three times and now it kills, so it's coming to be stringent upon it. That's why we have to pay full damages. So if in regards to an animal which is already gored three times, only pays whatever the damage is, and there it's obvious because we're not taking from different animals, but you pay from a piece of land or from money. So certainly if we're talking about a tame animal, certainly you're not going to pay any more than the damages.
So we see that according to Rabbi Yehuda, that if you have an animal which is tame and an animal which is muad, you never are going to say that a tame animal is more stringent than an animal which is muad, which is a wild animal. So we can't say that if in regards to an animal which is wild, so the, the nizak is the only one, the person who got damaged is the only one who deals with it, that carcass. So we can't say that in a case of tam, where it's a tame animal, that the person who caused the damage is also going to have to take part in dealing with the dead carcass, because that would be a stringency. So that can't be the difference between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir. So the Gemara says, so what is the difference? The difference is going to be in a case where the animal, the dead carcass, actually went up in value. That according to Rabbi Meir, so they're not splitting up the dead carcass. So who gets the value that went up? Only the person who got damaged. And Rabbi Yehuda holds that in fact, the mazik, the person who caused the damage, or the person who got damaged, will actually split up the dead carcass, the value that has gone up. And now we understand the question that the Brisa, we're going to right away bring this Brisa, asks on Rabbi Yehuda. It asks as follows, Now that we see that the Torah cares, so to speak, about the person who caused the damage, that the person who caused the damage will get whatever the carcass goes up in value. So here it's explicit. That Rabbi Yehuda, that's what Rabbi Yehuda holds. You might think that in a case where you have an ox, which is worth five sela, which will translate into zuz, which is worth 20 zuz, and it gored through an animal, an ox, which is worth a hundred. And the dead carcass of the animal that got gored is worth fifty. That both the person who caused the damage and the person who got damaged take half of the animal that gored and half of the animal that got damaged. Which would come at that what happens? The person who got damaged, so he's losing out. He's getting half of the fifty that's left. He gets twenty-five plus half of the animal that gored is another ten. He ends up with thirty-five. His damage was 50 and he's ending up with 35 total that means he's losing out 65 and the person who caused the damage so he started off with a 20 zoos animal and he's ending up also with 35 that means he's making money on the deal so we say, Where did we ever find that the person who causes damage actually makes money on the deal? This guy's making money. Can't be. Not only that, we have a verse, He must pay. It's talking about the person who causes the damage. So this verse teaches us that they only pay. They never end up making money. My Vahimer, the Gemara wants to understand, why do we need to bring a verse? It's obvious, it's a Svara. It makes sense. A person who causes damage, he shouldn't end up making money on the deal. So what do you need to bring a verse? So it goes like this. You could say like this, maybe only, when do we say that the person who caused damage can't make money on the deal? Only if the person who got damage is losing out. But if you have a case where there's no loss to the person who got damage, could go in for example, let's say you have a, an ox, which is worth five cents. We'll translate it into Zeus. 20 Zeus. Who gored another ox of equal value. Also 20 Zeus. And now the dead carcass goes up in value and ends up being worth 30. So you might think that perhaps they split it up. 
Meaning, what do we have here? We have 30 of the dead carcass and 20 of the animal that gored. So now that's a total of 50. They split it up. They both end up with 25. The animal of the person who originally got damaged was originally worth 20. So now the person who got damaged is ending up with 25. He's ending up with more. And the person who caused the damage is also ending up with 25, which is more than the, meaning he's making money on the deal again. So you might think that in such a case where the person who got damaged is not losing money, so maybe the mazik also can not lose money. He can make money. So that's why we bring the verse. The verse that says, You shall certainly pay that the owners of the one who caused damage they have to pay. They can never take money. So Rav Achabar Tachlifa says to Rav Imkain, if this is so much Rabbi Yehuda, we can, it comes out according to Rabbi Yehuda, that, a, that an animal which is tame, it can actually pay more than half the damages. What's the case? So Rashi explains, because according to Rabbi Yehuda, so we don't know that you split up the damages and pay half. Why? Because according to Rabbi Meir, so when the verse says, you split up the dead animal, it doesn't mean like Rabbi Yehuda, that you split up the carcass and both the person who caused the damage and the person who got damaged take half. But rather according to Rabbi Meir, you split up the damage that was caused that created this dead carcass and that's how much you pay, the, half the damages. Right? But according to Rabbi Yehuda, we don't know that from this verse because we learn it out to teach you that you split up both the mazik and the nizik, the person who caused the damage, the person who got damaged, they split up the dead animal. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, you could have a case where you actually pay more than half the damages. What's the case? Rashi explains. You have an animal which is worth 50 causes damage to an animal worth 40. Now the animal which was worth 40 goes down to 20. So now, we split up both, right? According to Behuda. So we have a 50 animal, 50, 50 zoos animal which caused the damage, and a 20 zoos carcass. So the total is 70. They split it up. How much does each one get? The mazik gets 35. The person who caused the damage gets 35. The person who got damage gets 35. Now, so, but how much was the damage? It went down from 40 to 20. That means the damage was 20. Half of that is 10. So what's the guy ending up with? He's ending up with more than half of the damages. He's ending up with 35. He's not ending up with 30. So that's what it comes out of Koyin Terbihud. That's very problematic. Amra, the, the Torah says, they, they sell the animal which is alive, and they have to split up the value. So Gemara answers, For sure he holds that the value that has gone down, that's all you're going to give. You're going to give half of that value that the animal that got damaged has gone down. So, how does he know this? He learns it out from this verse, and also the dead carcass, they split it up. So this teaches you that you split up the value that it's gone down. Mara says, hold on. Rabbi Yehuda learns out from this verse that each one gets half. The person who caused the damage, the person who got damaged, they each get half of both animals. So how can you tell me it's coming to tell you that we also split up the value that the animal that got damaged has gone down? Umar says, in Cain, if it was just coming to teach you that halacha, nichtev kra ve'es hames. The Torah could have said, the, the animal they split up. My vigam, why is the Torah say, and also they split up the animal. This is coming to teach you from the fact that there's an extra word vigam and also. This teaches you that not only do they both split up each of their animals, but they also only split up up to half of the value that the animal has gone down, the animal that got damaged.
We begin the Mishnah. There are certain actions, when done by his ox, there will be an obligation. And if he himself does it, there's no obligation. There are certain actions, when done by his ox, there's no obligation. But if he himself does it, there is an obligation. Kate said, what are these cases? If an ox causes embarrassment to a human being, there's no obligation to pay for that embarrassment. But if a human being causes embarrassment to someone else, there is an obligation. If let's say his ox blinded the eye of one of his slave, or popped out his tooth, Potter, there's no obligation. But if the person himself knock out the eye or the tooth of his slave, he has to send his slave out for free to, to go out free. Let's say his ox uh, caused a wound his father to his mother, Chayev. So he has an obligation to pay for those damages. But if he himself did that same damage, caused a wound to his father or his mother, there's no obligation to pay. We're going to see why soon. If an ox lit on a haystack on fire on Shabbos, Chayev. So the owner has to pay for that damage. But if he himself lit the haystack on fire on Shabbos, there's no obligation. Why? Because in both of these cases, since he's liable for death, so we have a liability for death and a liability for some kind of monetary damages, he only incurs the death penalty and he doesn't have to pay those monetary damages. With Hashem's help, we'll continue from here in the next Daily Daf.